Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, February 10th, which is a Friday, 42 degrees, feels like 40, winds four miles an hour out of the west, southwest. I am your host, Jack Riggins, storing American values. Bringing common sense to the capital city. Johnny Cadillac is back. Day two, post-vacation. Executive producing the show. Frogman Friday today. We've been lining up guests for next week. Really excited about it. Uh, We will have uh, city councilman, excuse me, county commissioner (laughs) Matt Schulte on on Tuesday. And uh, Paul Holt from the Ugly Motel on Private citizen in Lincoln, Nebraska, going to share his thoughts uh, and and what he's up to on Thursday. That that ought to be a fun week. I love when private citizens uh, get a hold of me and you know have hot takes on anything. I think anytime you can talk to somebody uh, that's just you know coming in kind of cold and going, hey, this is how things are affecting me. It's good for all of us to know. Again, Frogman Friday, um, as we get back in a flow here, we just always love to have the call lines open and the text lines, whether you participate in the show or don't. The opportunity is there. So the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Did I say it slow enough, Johnny? Do you think think I said it slow enough for people? Uh, I don't know. Okay. 402-479-1400. That's much better. It it, it gets to a certain point where it gets so repetitive, but... And I go fast. Um, <laughs> and obviously the Rick Stein recognition text line. We've already got some texts in. Um, and yes, Woods Park Dennis on the text line. Uh, we will try to figure out uh, what's going on with the traffic accident at 27th and Cornhusker. Uh, maybe you're just reporting and a vehicle is laying on its side um, around 2.45 p.m. You know, I, I don't know. We'll see if uh, Grillmaster Chris or our traffic people can give say, us an update. Steve King's on traffic today. Oh, Steve no King. Grillmaster Chris. Okay, well, well, as the show goes on, we'll just try to find out You know, if that's a traffic problem in Lincoln, Nebraska, and hope everybody's safe. Uh, definitely want to talk and get your thoughts if you want to chime in. I did a pretty long show yesterday. I'm not going to recount uh, what's going on with Nord Stream 2. I'm not really going to go into the fact of the Chinese balloon. Uh, the one we shot down in the Atlantic, um, and then the breaking news that's going on all day about us shooting something else down, um, it sounds like over Alaska or near Alaskan airspace. Uh, We'll let that play out. Why? Because I think there's more pressing issues for this community, uh, this state, and and that is around some of the legislative bills that are in there. I I talked quite a bit about some of the trans rights, transgender uh, bills, uh, LB670, uh, which is uh, Trans Discriminatory Rights, LB-574, which is known as the Let Them Grow Act, and LB-575, the Sports and Spaces Act. I kind of gave you my thoughts on that, talking about a more uh, human approach to those, I think. Uh, it, you know, if I was, quote-unquote, king for a day, <laughs> where I would be on those. Uh, but I also think there's some other interesting ones out there that a lot of people debate, of course, LB-626, the Heartbeat Act. Um, I also think that uh, LB-88, Medical Cannabis Act. And late in the show yesterday, and I apologize, uh, I'm not tracking who sent it in, but uh, some really interesting comments from uh, State Patrol and our very own uh, county attorney, Pat Condon, um, 
from Chris Dunker of the Lincoln Journal Star on Twitter that I want to recount. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try to talk about uh, LB88, um, maybe 626 a little bit, uh, if you've got thoughts on those or the other um, more controversial, if you if you will, bills. I'd love to hear them. I think there's some thoughts. The other thing is uh, Corngate and the fact that uh, a special prosecutor has been <laughs> a special prosecutor has been named in the NEGOP alleged uh, break-in. Um, give out some of that information and thoughts. And if you heard the giggle, <laughs> if you heard the giggle, it was because Dakota on the text line, on the Rick Stein recognition text line, says, you know it was me. No, Dakota, I actually don't, and here's why. When I come back in in the afternoon and I scroll through the text, you know, they're time-stamped. So what happens is if somebody like you, who's very active with KLIN, and in this case, you did text into the morning show, now your timestamp is buried. So I was used to seeing it and going back to my show the night before, and your text had moved up into the morning show timeline, and so therefore I didn't see it. So I honestly wasn't sure who sent that in. But now, Dakota... Everybody and I know that you sent in the uh, medical medical excuse me medical cannabis thoughts text Twitter from Pat Condon and uh, and your thoughts. So we definitely will will cover that. Okay. Um, oh, my bad. Okay, we're gonna get another correction. How did I miss that spike? This is why I love this show, and I always call it the People's Platform. Whether you participate or you don't, is you're able to correct me. So Spike got it. Gonna trust you on this one because I must have wrote it down wrong, or the article I pulled up. The medical cannabis bill number is five eighty eight, which makes a lot more sense. Not eighty eight. So let's slap the commander there. He had the number wrong, but nonetheless. I think we all know that there is a medical cannabis bill out there, and it's 588 that we want to talk about that Dakota was referencing from Pat Condon's comments yesterday and all of that. And finally, before we get started on that, um, Scott on the text line had sent something in yesterday late, and I missed it, but I want to go over it now because it's really good. Folks, did you know, right now, there is a Smithsonian display information exhibit let's go with exhibit that sounds more smithsonian and probably the proper term um at the nebraska history museum going on from february 9th to may 20th entitled american democracy a great leap of faith what happens when people decide to govern themselves american democracy a great leap of faith examines the bold experiment to create government of the people by the people and for the people it is a traveling exhibit from the Smithsonian and explores the history of citizen participation, debate, and the word I love, compromise, from the nation's formation to today. So, folks, get out there. That is definitely one I am going to go see at the Nebraska History Museum. Uh, you can check it out at history.nebraska.gov. Again, February 9th through May 20th. Scott, great push of information for all the listeners and for myself, because I think that anytime we can go and and see a great exhibit, something that essentially is put together by the Smithsonian about our history 
and what it means the better off we can be as citizens today and moving forward. And, you know, right away when I read uh, the example or the description, there it was. That word that I don't think we fully understand, which is compromise. I say it all the time on this show, and I'm very cognizant of how passionate and hard some of my takes can be. But at the same time, I think that if you deeply listen and you listen consistently, you understand that in the end, I am working for compromise because that is our system. Okay. And uh, I want to thank Scott again on the Rick Stein recognition text line for uh, giving that push. And Scott, if I keep forgetting to plug it, keep texting in so I'll be reminded because I'd like to remind everybody about that uh, through the next couple months as it's going to be here for a while. So, oh boy. Wow, Farmer Bill, I hear you. I'm glad you're listening out there. We did talk in the Capitol about the cannabis issue. Um, he, Farmer Bill's talking about LB 634 is a tax to regulate uh, the recreation bill. Let's talk. Yeah, we need to talk. Uh, Bill, love to, love to have you come on the show. Um, so, after the show, let's try to get this coordinated and get you in here. Um, because we did have a good talk in the Capitol. And folks, let's just go from there. You, I talked about Wednesday we didn't have a show, so I spent a significant time in my afternoon, um, probably two to three hours, maybe four. I don't know. Get lost in the Capitol. What a beautiful building, by the way. We should all be proud. Uh, it's just a neat um, place to have your state government. It really is. It's always, uh, I just think, has been a special place. Um, but. Obviously, there was that day, there was a lot of uh, debate going on about uh, LB574, Let Them Grow Act. Um, obviously, Farmer Bill had been down there, ran into him, uh, wanted to talk uh, the cannabis issue. But I think what I want to talk about uh, with regard to that is 588, right? So, again, this is the long fight, as it has been, uh, it seems like, for some that have been fighting in almost a decade. But uh, ultimately, you know, what we have now in 588 is what most people are saying is the most conservative medical marijuana bill in the country. And why? I think as we dig into that is that so many times across the state, proponents of medical cannabis um, have been defeated, whether it be in votes or getting the petition drive, um, which happened last November again. And so when you listen to the testimony and you understand that, um, there's tons of pros and cons. Now, let me be clear, because I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be a ton of conservatives that are going to want to throw sticks at me. I, for one, my opinion, I think Nebraska as a whole is way behind the times on this issue of medical cannabis. I think we are way behind the times on the issue of medical cannabis. That is not partisan uh, to diehard conservatives, you know, that I've just, you know, sealed my own fate, right? To, to extreme lefties, they're clapping right now. Folks, this stuff is out there, right? Pros and cons abound and like i often say we can find data we can find testimony 
that is equal and impressive on all sides of controversial issues. The fact is, is that medicinal medical marijuana or medicinal cannabis is not going to change our society here in Nebraska that much if it was passed, if at all, if at all. And so I see a lot of fear around it, and I see a lot of grandstanding to what I think are some really poor, almost archaic arguments, okay? And again, when I say behind the times, lots of other states have passed different mechanisms all the way to legalizing full marijuana down to medical. And again, uh, thinking in compromise, thinking about where society's at, I think uh, we're on the wrong side of this and the, the huge fight that's being put up against it. Okay. Having said that, great testimony, um, obviously, from all sides. I think yesterday, Chris Dunker from the Lincoln Journal Star had a good Twitter feed. I mean, he obviously highlighted um, the attorney. Excuse me, Attorney General's Mike Hilger's opposition to it, you know, saying that it's unconstitutional because it remains marijuana remains illegal under federal law. Um, while I am not a lawyer, I would say that uh, ultimately many other states have found a way to make that work, and so it's kind of one of those interesting things, right? Which is, I wouldn't doubt that AG Mike Hilger's is right under that. Okay. Um, he, you know, he claims that the federal government has not performed its duty of enforcing federal laws and allowing a patchwork of state laws and regulations. Well, that, okay, so there's a difference then between, yes, he's right, but the ground reality that this is going on in other states. So other states have figured out how to do this. And the federal government clearly uh, doesn't want to supersede or get crazy about it. Uh, be that as it may, that's probably not a good indicator of you know, what we should or shouldn't do. Now, always love my law enforcement guys. Colonel John Bulldog, superintendent of the state patrol, also opposes, as you can imagine, saying that legalizing marijuana for medical use would mean more marijuana gets diverted to the black market. Um, says he saw this happen when he's a police chief in California. Um, fair enough. I mean, it's great testimony. I, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I could recount that. You know. Also says there'd be more work for law enforcement to figure out, you know, who's able to possess and who isn't and all the other potential infractions. And so I think you know where I'm going with this, which is lots of people on the law enforcement side, the legal side, are going to be against it. Certainly, um, conservative-wise, it's almost a an absolute no-go. Um, but, in fact, we do know that this provides a lot of relief to a lot of people medically. Um, And there was great testimony about all different types of people that suffered and found benefits from it. And again, not to get into the argument of, again, because we could do that all day, Um, but there is something to that. What I found very interesting was Pat Condon testifying, Lancaster County Public Attorney, had said that we are asking legislature to do something it's never done, and that is to approve a drug for use. Um, And I'll tell you what, folks. um, 
That sounds good, but that actually isn't true. And I'll tell you why. I have a unique perspective, as I've always been open and honest with you about being an addict myself, recovering addict, if you want to call it that. Um, my, my deal was pain pills and alcohol. Okay. In fact, if we go back to prohibition, alcohol, folks, is a drug. <coughs> Period. End of story. That is not debatable. That is not even, there's no way to argue that. Alcohol is a drug. And we have, in fact, legislated legal use of it for, what, 100 years now, maybe? I don't know. I don't know when prohibition was. Okay. So that one, I know what he's saying there, but in fact, it has been done. Okay, it has been done with alcohol as a quote-unquote recreational. It is absolutely done across the spectrum with all the drugs we take for medical reasons. Pfizer, Moderna, you know, you know where I'm going with that. They're drugs. Drug is a drug is a drug. And addicts especially, and people that have dealt with this, know this intimately. Okay? And I think what's really, really interesting is that we're talking about medical use of a drug. Let's throw out cannabis and marijuana. Just drug. But what I want to talk about when we come back is what Pat Condon said when Senator McKinney said if he would support a bill banning the use of alcohol. And Pat Condon said based on the damage he's seen done by alcohol, that he would. Both great question, great answer. We'll explore it when we come back. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right, folks, I'm here on Friday, Frogman Friday. Uh, we are stuck, and I like it, on LB588 uh, Medicinal Cannabis. Act or medical marijuana, however you want to remember it. Um, and I like that. That's fine. We've got a lot of texts that have come in. Um, pro, con, uh, if you want to call in, Rick's on recognition hotlines open 402 479 1400. I'll tell you what, I listen, I, I kind of got to get it out there. So I have been trying for since I've been on the radio to get people to come on the show to talk about it. And I don't know why I haven't been successful. So maybe this will. Uh, allow people both pro and con to come on the show uh, because this is another issue that I don't think is going away. Uh, having said that, I'm going to kind of run through it quickly um, because while I care about it and I think there's a lot going on with the NEGOP uh, alleged break in, um, former Oto and Jefferson County prosecutor um, Tim Norlin, Nor- excuse me, Norlinger. Uh, has been assigned as a special prosecutor to uh, look at that. Obviously, the headline is he's checking the work of Lincoln Police Department. Um, they concluded that no crime was committed. We have a former state patrol colonel, um, Tom Nesbitt, who is working for the NEGOP that has stated you know, it was a crime scene. Uh, so there's certainly something wrong there. Um, and I've tweeted quite a bit about it. In the end, it's real simple. The special prosecutor just needs to get the security tapes, right, or check cell phone data and geolocation and see who was in the building. And from there, 
He begins asking questions of all those people. It's not hard to do. And until he does that, we're not going to know the truth. And all people want is the truth. That's it. They want the truth. So pretty simple. I just gave him his first like month of work right there. Easy day. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, back to second segment here, Drive Time Lincoln, Friday, February 10th. We got that drive time dip, 39 degrees, feels like 39. Everything's lining up, Johnny. Uh, wind's still five miles an hour out of the uh, west, southwest. I'll tell you what, it, it's still a nice day. We've had a run of nice, uh, really, winter days here. Um, just a little housekeeping before we get back to, man, the text line is on fire with this uh, medicinal cannabis or medical marijuana, however you want to remember it, act. Um, it is officially the Medicinal Cannabis Act, uh, LB588. <laughs> I knew it would uh, fire some people up. And again, folks, if you have constituents, uh, experts, pro and con, tell them to call the show and get on here. I, I want to get them on here. I'm not. I'm giving you my private one American opinion on it, one Nebraskan opinion on it. Um, and I think that's fair. I mean, I've thought through it, and I give you my thoughts, and we go from there. But anyway, um, if you didn't know, because I didn't know this. And it's good we're going to have Lancaster County Commissioner Matt Schulte on the show Tuesday. Um, But he has called to end the COVID emergency declaration. Did you have any idea that we're still under a COVID emergency declaration? I, I can't even believe that. So we've been doing this for over 152 weeks. Or a thousand days. So what a great time for him to come on the show next Tuesday and talk to us about that. I, that just blows my mind. I mean, I'm sure there's some conspiracy that we're getting a bunch of free money by doing that. But come on, county commissioners. Really? We're still under a COVID emergency declaration here? Oh, my God. Thank God he's coming on. And then we're going to have Paul Holt from the Ugly Motel. Check him out on YouTube um, to come in, private citizen, on Thursday and just talk about how things in Lincoln, Nebraska are affecting him and whatever thoughts he's got. That's going to be fun. (sighs) Without a doubt. I'll tell you what. uh, I'll summarize real quick uh, because we spent two days on this show talking trans rights and different things going on with uh, LB670, 574, 575. Uh, I think Sam called in yesterday um, and did a real good job and I think maybe because I get real fired up, people misconstrue what I mean on those particular ones. Folks, 
um, yes, and thank you for the the age of an adult. I guess is nineteen in Nebraska. I clearly know that now. Um, I my angle there was: is there wiggle room from opponents that would want that age brought down? But that doesn't change my argument. My argument is: is that this is political and has become a very divisive topic, and we are not compromising. And I see compromise with the bills that are out there right now, which is absolutely 574, uh, let them grow, excuse me, 575 Sports and Spaces Act. I, I think that that should be passed, okay? I think that absolutely should be passed. I think almost all Nebraskans, as well as all sides of this issue, can understand that. But I also believe if you need to think of it politically, that being a win for conservatives, that a win for the left and the trans community would be LB670, which is trans rights. And and I've explained that for many times on this show, why I support that type of thinking. Um, again, which is prohibit discrimination under Nebraska Fair Employment Practice Act on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation and prohibit discrimination by employers uh, regardless of size. Uh, there was a piece of that in our fairness ordinance. And of all the things in the fairness ordinance, that one I supported. I think they messed that up by trying to get a bunch of other stuff in there. But that, folks, holds up under Supreme Court law and federal law, and there's no reason that we shouldn't have that as part of Nebraska law, if only so that members of that community can report locally, and off we go. So, to me, that's the compromise as it sits today, and and let's show that we can compromise and work through these issues and understand them better. Um, which means we still got work to do on 574, let them grow. That, that's just how I feel, folks. That's how I look at it. You know, that's a nice compromise where we're at. Okay, back to medicinal cannabis, LB588. Shelly on the text sign has sent in a lot of good information um, about, you know, gateway drug, kind of what these do to societies as you kind of look at all the places and dispensaries in other states and um, and obviously some information. And I, I've pulled up her information she sent me, um, and I appreciate it, Shelly, getting in the conversation here. She's pulled up uh, information sheets uh, from the AALM. So you, if you want to see that, Americans Against Legalizing Marijuana, www.aalm.info. Um, this flyer is mar- marijuana man-made disaster. Shelly, the one thing I would say is, and I kind of mentioned it, maybe I went over it, which is I think that both sides of this argument um, have fallen into that trap, which is both are going to bring information and experts on all sides to um, say, you know, why we should have this, why we shouldn't have that. And I'm not discounting any of that information at all. I'm giving my, okay, I've got the information on all of this, and I'm just deciding if the passing of LB-588 medicinal cannabis is a big deal to Jack Riggins and, and, and my family. And like I've said, I think I have a unique perspective because as an addict, recovering addict, to me, A drug is a drug is a drug. Okay? And so, you know, obviously some drugs are more addictive than others. Some of us, through genetics, are predispositioned to have a more addictive personality to certain chemicals and drugs. So, um, 
So I look at, again, key here, I look at a drug is a drug is a drug. I have to have the personal responsibility. I have to teach my kids the personal responsibility about usage of any drug, just like when doctors give us drugs and there's warnings and there's pros and cons, right? And so the one that I struggle with, not struggle with the drug, but struggle with the legalizing is what Pat Condon said, which is Americans thinking that we haven't legalized drugs. We absolutely have legalized alcohol. And alcohol has become a huge part of our society. Okay? And that's not debatable. That's a drug. And so here on the other side, for many, many years, people have been trying to, you know, legalize marijuana for recreational use. In this case, medicinal um, cannabis. And so when I look at them, it's a drug. It doesn't change my life. It's, do I want to use it? Don't I want to use it? Another great example from me, right, is that tobacco. Tobacco is a highly addictive substance. I would have to consult a doctor at this very moment to go, hey, is tobacco a drug? What I will say is it, it has addictive qualities, and I think that's proven, folks. But the bottom line is tobacco is legal. I'll say it's a drug. I'm yeah. not a doctor, but I'll yeah, say it's I a mean, drug. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to just say it has its all, it has its up, its pros and its cons, yet I choose to chew tobacco. I make that conscious choice with knowing the negative side effects and potential outcomes. Okay, just like <laughs> my forefathers chose to smoke a lot of cigarettes, right? Um And so when I look at it, that's the angle I kind of come at it from, which is, I mean, if we have all these other drugs that we've legalized, right, through, you know, basically medical use approved, um, and we've got alcohol, right, why does medical cannabis scare everybody so much? We still are responsible for what we put into our body. We're still responsible as parents for teaching our kids Okay, and those choices don't go away, whether cannabis is legal, illegal, you know, cocaine's legal, illegal, fentanyl, alcohol. Um, and we have to learn those lessons. Uh, all caps, Grant, I see you on the text line. <laughs> um, a drug is a drug, but not all drugs have the same addiction rate. Is your quote. You are correct. I'm I'm not at all discounting that. I mean, I I believe that to be true. I believe science would tell us that. Um but again, that is what we have to decide. Yes, trust me, I went through painkillers, highly addictive, quickly, quickly. I think that's been proven, right? I mean you are absolutely right. We know that there are drugs that have higher addiction rates than others. I think that if we were to neck that down, um, there would be a lot of pros and cons with regard to medicinal marijuana in that case. And then there'd be another argument for recreational marijuana. And so my goal is to, A, provide my personal opinion on it, 
I think we're behind the times. I think that Nebraskans wouldn't be impacted as much as they think they would uh, by medicinal cannabis. I think there'd be some, obviously, pros to um, the regulatory piece and the taxes. There certainly would be some negatives, um, as many of our law enforcement officials have said, um, that would tax them a little bit. I, I don't think, in this case, the risk and the reward and what it would do to our society is that big. I think this is an issue that has fallen on hard partisan lines, and I think that um, we're we're behind on this one. I really think that. What we need to be teaching is personal responsibility of what we put into our bodies. Just because a doctor gives it to us and we go, oh, that's a doctor, we take them more seriously, and they give us that pamphlet that says the pros and cons that none of us read and we throw away and we just start taking them, right? Um, just like they did in the Navy with us and, and painkillers. And then, you know, it wasn't for five years that they realized, oh, my God, these painkillers are highly addictive, or they said something five years later. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't have a personal responsibility to look at that sheet to decide if we want the risk versus reward of that drug going into us. And the same calculus applies when you put a beer to your lips. And I think the same calculus applies to medicinal cannabis and or if people who smoke marijuana, right? Or a gummy, whatever you want to call it, folks. And I think we're missing the boat there. And the one thing I will say, and you're going to slap me for this, I just... <laughs> I was a strapping young Nebraskan like a lot of us, right? And I went to college right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And as we all know, it's a big pastime in college to drink your beer. I, you know, I know the old jokes out there, right? That, you know, a lot of the people that are using the marijuana, they're just kind of lazy and, you know, hanging out. This is what I know. And I think this goes back to what Pat Condon was saying. And there's an interesting testimony by him. I have seen a lot of people do a lot of heinous things with legal alcohol fights murder car accidents rape all kinds of crazy stuff i just haven't yet experienced the same nuttiness if i and and i'm not a user of marijuana but if i was happened to be around people that were using marijuana i mean so a societal impact at the same time i've heard a lot of people that see people that are chronic marijuana users that say they're no good to society. They're lazy. They don't do anything. Again, to me, it's still a choice, right? And just because something's legal doesn't mean, you know, everything goes through the roof. And so, you know, when Pat Condon says, <laughs> asked by Senator McKinney, if he would support a bill banning the use of alcohol, and he says, based on the damage he's seen done by alcohol, that he would, Amen, Pat Condon. I know what you're saying there. Absolutely. I mean, because the standard has to be set somewhere, right? And I want you to think about that. Because I think most of you out there are making an emotional decision based on political leanings opposed to realizing this affects a smaller number of Nebraskans, bigger than, say, the trans bills, meaning medicinal marijuana, but it's not going to have some of the crazy impacts you think. 
And even if it does, again, I would sit here and say, well, here we go. It's personal choice. How can we legitimately as a society legalize alcohol and not legalize medicinal cannabis? You know, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing. My hope is all of you that listen to the show, text it in, get a hold of your experts. Heck, if you want to come on the show, come on the show and tell me why you're so against it or you're so for it because that's who I want the people to hear from. You know, I'm just, that's my opinion on it. And, um, like anything, just like you, I'm telling my kids the dangers of everything that I know about, and I'm trying to enforce, you know, what the law says, and I'm trying to give them a, listen, choice first consequence, risk reward, and, and get them to understand that just because something's legal like alcohol doesn't mean that if you abuse it or you misuse it, you, it can't screw up your life, just, just like cannabis. Right. Just like to me, if medical marijuana, medicinal cannabis is passed, well, that's no different to me other than if I'm in my doctor's office and she says, you know, Jack, you might benefit from this. I wouldn't look at it any different than when she says you might benefit from this anxiety pill or this depression pill or this pain pill. Right. I just know for me, because pain pills were a big part of my life, that pain pills, for the most part, that's a no go. I'll just I'll just suck through the pain because why? For whatever reason, those pain pills to me are highly addictive. Like highly addictive. Well, and if you listen to any KLIN programming via the KLIN app, we have ads just about every commercial break, it seems like, about opioids and their addictiveness yeah, the dangers. and the dangers. Yeah. yeah. I mean we know that now, right? Um, but they were pushed tremendously. And so a little different take, maybe. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh in the end of the day, I'm not an advocate for the kids out there and everybody. Yeah, drugs are bad, especially the ones that are killing people. But nonetheless, you have to walk out in society and participate and have to decide, right, whether it be alcohol, whether it be marijuana, whether it be opioids, whether it be cocaine, whether it be, you know, taking the drugs your doctor gives you and then going, oh, you know what? She said take two, but I think I'll take six. You have to decide whether the risk versus the reward is up to you and not whether something's so-called legal or illegal. Um, right now, it seems like we're making access to people that need medical marijuana really hard and using a lot of kind of, oh, God. And, you know, different thoughts. Let's just try to get the people that really, you know, are passionate about this and have done their research um, to talk through it, to educate us all a little bit better, because I don't know where that bill is going to go. My guess is it won't pass, right? Just given the current climate, it won't pass. It's probably close to passing, but it won't pass. But I think it'll just be brought up and brought up and, until um, it is. So, um, yeah, different take on a Frogman Friday. Help me get other experts in here. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIF. All right, uh, we've got a special guest. Who we got on the show today? Hey, Commander, it's Mo. Oh, hi, Mo. How are Make you it today? quick. We're at the end of the show. Hey, I, I just had some, uh, some big news, some good news. So I think the first time I called a year and a half ago, I called about 
Navy Petty Officer First Class, Charles Jackson. That's right. Does he got a post office? He's got a post office, and yesterday he got honored by UNO as the first hero of the heartland. So that, that's cool. Our ef- our efforts are 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 are, uh, are doing well. We've well, we've, uh, we've efforted this to the forefront of society. Now, so. well, that's great during Black History Month and uh, all of his efforts in the Navy and in World War II and everybody's efforts uh, to get that done and through. That's really cool, Mo. Yeah, greatest generation, man. Okay, all right. Thanks, Mo. Have a good weekend. Bye. All right, there you go. We'll end it on a good note. Black History Month, Petty uh, Officer Charles Jackson, and uh, wow, pretty cool stuff. Um, this talk's going to go on for a long time. LB-588, Medicinal Cannabis Act, and, uh, you know, I will continue to reach out to, again, I'm not in the community, so <laughs> these are not people that I know, um, but they're more than welcome to come on the show. I, I've just said that so many times. I cannot believe that nobody has taken me up on it. Um, maybe because everybody's dug in on kind of the political trenches on it. And most people know that I'm conservative or conservative leaning and, you know, something I'm, I'm a wing nut. By the way, I love that. Somebody called me a wing nut, Johnny, on Twitter. <laughs> I, had to laugh. I had to laugh. That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't mind that i I think it's funny but uh again and on the trans stuff and and go see the uh democracy exhibit at the history museum listen it's all about compromise folks have a great weekend uh we will see you next week here on 1499.3 klin